Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We are so excited to have this murderific episode sponsored by Podcorn. When I wanted to monetize my small independent podcast, I didn't know how to start. Luckily, I found out about Podcorn. Podcorn is a marketplace that connects podcasts and podcasters of any size listenership to podcast sponsorships. Sometimes it's ads read by the host or interview segments and more. The good news, it is easy. No middleman. You can set your own rate and pick brands that work well with your podcast listeners. Podcorn helps you every step along the way, so it will not be confusing. You are protected and will be compensated for the work you do. So what are you waiting for? Start making money today with Podcorn. It worked for me. Click the link in Murderific's show notes to sign up for Podcorn today and start getting sponsors for your podcast. Welcome to a true crime murderific journey. I'm your host, Bernadette. Stay tuned after the show for promos, patron shoutouts, and phone calls. Remember, horrific in murder equals murderific. Enjoy the show. Content warning. The Murderific True Crime Podcast contains offensive language and will have information about kidnappings, torture, murder, and sexual assault. It is inappropriate for children or the faint of heart. The man accused of killing his mother, his stepfather, and his brother last week in Old Orchard Beach made his first court appearance this afternoon. 21-year-old Matthew Cushing is facing three counts of murder and the deaths of Chris, Carol, and Josh Boldick, and one count of arson. News Ace Will Lewis joins us live now with more on tonight's top story. Will? Tori and John, a troubling day for the Bolduc family as they got a chance to see 21-year-old Matthew Cushing for the first time since the tragic events happened here last week. His tears filled the courtroom as the judge read three charges of murder and one charge of arson. And the question everyone is still wondering is why. Matthew Cushing stood motionless and didn't say a word during the 10 minutes he stood in front of the judge. A family still wants to know what happened. They're grasping with trying to figure out why, um, which I think is what everyone's trying to figure out, is why did this happen? Welcome to Murderific, mini episode number 10. I hope you are enjoying these minis as much as I am getting to bring them to you. It's cool being from the state of Maine because I get to tell you a little bit about the state, and there have been many horrific crimes committed here. I cover a lot of main crimes on our Murderific Patreon site, so if you're interested in that, think about signing up. This story I bring you today doesn't have too much info, as the offender pled guilty, so there was no trial. But definitely enough information for a mini, so let's get started. I will be telling you about a crime that happened in 2008 by Matthew Paul Cushing, in Old Orchard Beach, Maine. Old Orchard Beach is 20 miles away from Portland in Maine, if that helps you out at all. 
In Maine, we just call the town OOB for short. In the winter, it has about 9,000 residents. In the summer, that changes to almost 20,000 people. The beach is seven miles long, and the downtown is filled with a pier, restaurants, souvenir shops, condos, motels, and bed and breakfasts. It's your typical touristy beach town. It also has a huge Ferris wheel overlooking it all, which I have no interest in going on, being afraid of heights, and also being afraid of faulty Ferris wheels. No thank you. Old Orchard has a crime rate much higher than some other towns in Maine, probably due to tourists, the number of bars, but in general, it is not a super scary place to live. It just has more crime during tourist months. Between 2005 and 2018, there had only been seven murders in Old Orchard, and right now we are talking about three of them. On February 20th, 2008, firefighters were called to a house fire at 15 Burkdale Circle in the Little Beach town in a quiet neighborhood. It took about 30 minutes to put out the fire. Inside, they found three deceased people, plus a deceased dog. Police found a melted gas can in the kitchen and a lighter. The fire had been set in different areas of the home. The residents in the home were a close-knit family. It was Christopher Baldick, age 42, Carol Baldick, also age 42, and their son Joshua, who was 15 years old. The family dog was named Spike. Carol, the mother, her car had been located in Memorial Park and it had bloodstains in it. The only family member missing from the scene was 22-year-old Matthew Paul Cushing. He was going to college at the University of Orono, and he had an apartment in Old Town. This was about three hours away from Old Orchard. Matthew was majoring in European history. Matthew lived off campus in a house with other roommates. During college, he began drinking heavily and doing drugs. Cocaine was his drug of choice. If Matthew didn't have enough money, though, he would buy bottles of cough syrup and guzzle them. At the time of the murders, Matthew was on a break from school. Neighbors mentioned to police that they had seen Matthew's green Tacoma Toyota truck in the driveway earlier that day. Old Orchard Beach police were definitely not equipped for a triple homicide, so they called in the Maine State Police immediately. Authorities went to the Old Town apartment to inform Matthew that his whole family had died. Matthew was dressed in pajama pants and socks with no shirt on, and he had major cuts on both of his hands. He said that he got them from cutting steak. Police arrested Matthew, and during a search warrant found a bloody backpack in his home, a bloody knife, and a stun gun inside of it. The next day, Matthew confessed. Matthew tells police about the day. On February 20th, he was pacing around his apartment. He was very upset about the fact that his stepfather, Christopher, was leaving his mom, Carol, for another man. His stepfather would be moving to South Carolina, and Matthew said that he was upset that his mom would not be able to support herself financially. Matthew decided to drive to the Old Orchard home to confront his stepfather. So on February 20th, Matthew woke up and he drove there. 
When he arrived, he didn't park at the house, but he parked downtown and walked up to the house. He wanted to confront his stepfather, Christopher, at home alone. But when he got there, his little brother, Joshua, was there. Matthew started telling Joshua about the impending divorce coming up and how it would ruin the family. But Joshua wasn't taking it very seriously. He thought that his parents would work it out. But Matthew was getting more and more upset. He told Joshua he was going to kill Christopher. Matthew wanted his brother to help him, but Joshua had no interest in that. Matthew became more upset, and he said, once I get mad, I can't get unmad. Matthew then jumped on top of his stepbrother, Joshua, and stabbed him repeatedly. And this is very sad to me because Joshua looked up to his older brother, Matthew, quite a bit. Matthew said that he didn't get any thrill out of the killing, but he also was not upset. And when he was recalling the incident later to police, he had no affect in his voice. And he mentioned that he just knew that his life was over. Today's episode of Murderific True Crime Podcast is sponsored by Best Fiends. You must have heard of Best Fiends by now, right? Best Fiends can be played on your phone and has become my go-to after researching so many crime stories. I use it to unwind. I love to cuddle up in my bed and play a few levels to relax. Anyone can play this casual, fun, mobile puzzle game, and it really challenges my brain. Best Fiends also updates the game with new levels and events monthly, so you'll never grow bored. I'm on level 255 right now. I enjoy the bright interface. I think it's so much fun to collect new bug characters and discover their special powers. Best Fiends does not require the internet to play, so it will not use the data on your phone, allowing you to play anywhere. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this 5-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best fiends. During the time this was all going on, Carol, the mom, received a phone call from someone in town saying that Matthew was at the house. And she was not aware that Matthew was home and she was a little bit confused. She couldn't get a hold of her youngest son, Joshua. So she left her job working at a flag shop and came home. When she got home, she was very surprised to see that her oldest son, Matthew, was there. Carol asked Matthew where Josh was, and Matthew told his mother to not worry about it. Carol then started pushing past Matthew to see where her youngest son was, but then Matthew grabbed her and tackled her to the ground. He sat on top of her and stabbed her. Matthew's reason for killing his mother later was that he did not want her to find out about Joshua because it would be too upsetting for her. After that, Matthew just waited in the house for his stepfather to come home. And he was still rageful because he blamed Chris for making him kill his family. As soon as Chris walked in, Matthew stabbed him and tased him until he was dead. Everyone in the family was stabbed multiple times in the face and eyes. Next, Matthew then walked down the hall to where his dog Spike was kept in a kennel. He then stabbed the dog. Matthew wanted to cover up his crimes after, and he didn't want anyone to find the bodies, so he lit the house on fire. After that, he got into his mom's car, and he drove it to where his car was, and then he drove back to college. 
Now again, before this happened, this family was very close, and the police had never been called there. There had been tensions in the previous months, though. Matthew had traveled to Africa, and he was bitten by the traveling bug. He wanted to quit college, which his parents were paying for, by the way, and his plan was to backpack through Europe. Matthew told his parents he was going to take a semester off to travel, and he wanted them to pay for it. I read a few different sources that said that they agreed to this, and some sources said that they said no. Either way, his parents did not like the idea, and they definitely fought about it. It seems Matthew took the semester off anyways, but instead he didn't travel. He used all of that money his parents gave him on drugs and alcohol. Matthew himself has said in an interview that he had an uncontrollable urge to kill that day, and he had been thinking about killing for a long time. Here is some audio from Matthew himself in an investigation discovery show. I was pretty agitated. The only thing that I could think of was, he's leaving my mom and brother, he's leaving me. I'm not gonna let him do that. I had thoughts about killing, you know, people for a long time. And when I woke up that morning, I didn't see any other solution. It doesn't seem like a heat-of-the-moment crime because Matthew bought the taser a couple months before he acted. He had also done odd internet searches such as the best way to kill people and the best areas to stab to cause death. Old Orchard Beach Police Captain Hemingway at the time said, quote, in a community like this, you don't see things on a scale that often. It was really a wake-up call to the community and to the police department that you never really know what's truly going on behind closed doors in families. Matthew Cushing decided to plead guilty to three counts of murder and one count of arson. As we said, Matthew admitted his guilt fairly quickly, and during questioning, police asked him about stabbing the dog to death. And Matthew said, quote, People ask me all the time about our family dog, and they say, did you really have to kill the dog? And I say, listen, I don't mean to sound like a monster, but I just killed my brother, my mother, and my father. Do you really think I give a damn about the dog? Unquote. Matthew Cushing decided to plead guilty to three counts of murder and one count of arson on February 28, 2009, which spared everyone a trial, but also we never really get to find out what his real motives were. March 26, 2009, at Matthew's sentencing hearing. Matt's real father said, quote, The Matthew that went to Old Orchard Beach that day is not the Matthew I knew, unquote. He was pleading for mercy for his son. Family members described Matthew as good-hearted and said the crime was very difficult to even understand. Matthew himself said that he hates himself for what he did, and said, quote, the world today is a worse place because the three are not in it. I'm sorry from the bottom of my heart, unquote. The Judge Superior Court Justice at the time said Matthew's crimes met the criteria for the state's harshest punishment, unusual cruelty, multiple killings, and some degree of premeditation, as he had time between each murder. The murders occurred an hour apart from each other. Matthew was sentenced to three life terms in Maine prison, and in Maine, life means just that, 
Life with no parole. Matt resides at Maine State Prison in Warren, Maine. I read that he has lots of face tattoos now and he has assaulted other inmates. The tombstone of Christopher Carroll and Joshua is in South Portland at Calvary Cemetery. The tombstone has a photo of all three of them and their beloved dog Spike, and it says, Together Forever. This case will haunt the Old Orchard Beach community forever. It was a violent crime that most residents will not forget. This has been Murderific Mini, episode number 10. Thank you for listening to this true crime history lesson from the state of Maine. I want to thank my executive producers, Christina B., Mike T., and Beth Ann L. Thank you for your continued support. And I want to give a big thanks to our new patron, Eleanor L. from the United Kingdom. Thank you for joining our Patreon. We appreciate you. So I know this case was a small one, but next Sunday, I will have a longer episode from the state of Alaska. And my guest will be Casey. So stay tuned and we'll see you next Sunday. Goodbye. Hi, true crime fans. My name is Margot and I am the host of Military Murder, a podcast that pulls back the curtain on cases that are finally getting the media attention they deserve. In 2020, we were all rocked by the disappearance of Vanessa Guillen, a soldier out of Fort Hood, Texas. Well, Military Murder is about cases just like this, murders that occur around the world at the hands of soldiers, sailors, Marines, and airmen, and sometimes even veterans. Military Murder has discussed family annihilators, serial killers, and people so evil, they have made it on America's most wanted list. But most of them you've never even heard of. New episodes of Military Murder are available every Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts. And with over 60 episodes in the library, you will have plenty of content to binge. Now go on, subscribe and listen to Military Murder. Thanks for listening to the Murderific True Crime Podcast. To support the show, join our Patreon and hear the regular podcast early and ad-free. Plus get some fun merch or buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com. You can find both of those links in our show notes or at Murderific.com. Of course, you can rate and review Murderific on iTunes, which is free and an easy way to help others find the show. Or tell your friends, it really helps. All sources for episodes will be in the show notes. Until next time, we will be executing podcasts one crime at a time. Craving this awful, raging, eating feeling inside. I could feel it consuming my inside. This fantastic passion. Uh, It was overwhelming me. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.